0: This is Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. And today's guest made me float. It's an unusual episode. Uh, Today's guest is Julie Cruz, and it was recorded in April of 2019. For reasons I have forgotten, the episode was delayed and ended up slipping through the cracks in an old work-in-progress file. And unfortunately, we lost Julie in June of 2022. But in this episode, she's very candid about her work. And you'll find out why early on in the discussion. She talks about how she got into singing, acting, and playing the French horn. And although she didn't want to spend too much time discussing her work with David Lynch, she does talk about meeting him, the first thing he ever said to her, and trying to get him to sing. She did get a record deal based on her work on Blue Velvet, but that's not where the strangeness ends. At one point, she was a guest on a TV show overseas, seated next to Muammar Gaddafi. Julie also talks about the luxury of touring with the B-52s and the moments when she had some severe performance anxiety. She released two albums that were very heavy on the David Lynch sound. However, she had much more involvement in her final two albums, which deserved a lot more recognition than they seemed to get. Please check them all out. You definitely won't regret it, and you might actually be surprised. So remember to give us a follow at performanceanx.com on x and instagram you can show us a little love with coffee money at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety or by purchasing merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. now get ready to float into the night with julie cruz on performance anxiety on the pantheon podcast network
2: this is julie cruz and you're listening to performance anxiety
0: beautiful we got that out of the way Okay. So
2: what? That's done. <laughs> can I remember that? Oh, you'll have to remind me at the end, you know, because Pop yeah. Brownie will start taking off.
0: No problem. It might be, <laughs> might even be better. <laughs>
2: is it? I can hear you a lot better. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Because you sound weird, but it's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say I that no matter what the connection. Cups
2: is. the coffee. Oh wow. And just took off on a pot brownie, so watch out.
0: <laughs> this could be the best episode ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, I had, really. I woke up at seven, and i I told oh. Ed to bring me some coffee, and that's the last thing I need because I never do interviews or podcasts or anything without <laughs> propanolol because I get really nervous.
0: What I want you to know I about this.
2: Have-
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is like the most casual interview you'll ever have. This is, I just wanted to be conversational. Sure. So it'll be real easy. So, how are you doing
3: tonight?
2: Well, okay. You know, it's a beautiful night. All the evergreens are all covered in snow and. Re- oh. And, oh, it's gorgeous.
0: Man, so you're up, you're up north, like uh, you're in New York, right?
2: I'm not in New York state, no.
0: Oh, okay. But you are you're up in the northeast. Yes. Okay. Down in Virginia, oh, yeah. we're getting a lot of rain right now.
2: Yeah. Well, New York is too and we'll get rain after this. So it'll get nice and muddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting it yes. now, unfortunately. So.
2: Well, it's the mud season up here. I can't believe I'm still here. I've been here for since June and I ha- I won't leave. Oh, I just won't leave. Oh, yeah. I have to leave. I ha- <laughs> I do. Well, sometime. I have to socialize my dog. I mean, my God, she's getting feral oh. and very lonely. Lonely.
0: What, what kind of dog?
2: She's, she's a golden retriever.
0: Oh, very nice. I've got Her the... name's
2: Gracie. She's oh. got her own Instagram. She brings in more than I do. Oh,
0: my God. All right. You have to I give us that. her
2: on
3: Instagram.
0: <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's funny. I've got a dog, too, and he's got an Instagram, and I think he's got more followers than me and my Daddy. show
3: can Yeah.
0: <gasps>
2: kind of dog he's a mix so he's a male yeah he's a mix males are so brooding about their male (laughs) he
0: can be oh he's a uh, he's part boxer part australian shepherd
2: oh my god yeah he's really You have a lot of exercising and a lot of uh, mind work to (laughs) do with him (laughs) vocabulary and everything keep his brain going oh he's i think dogs are aliens I do.
0: I'm not going to disagree with you, especially after this I, one. I
2: just, it's so weird. And did you know that the reason why they, they go in circles around Pooh, they, they're on the polar vortex. Really? Yes. She aligns That's... her balls outside. You know, it's like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> I don't understand. And if you touch them, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And the lawn guys, you know, they have to come by and, and put her toy. you know, they have to set them aside and then it's ruined. It's all ruined.
3: I had no idea. <laughs>
2: I didn't either. Ed just told me tonight. Did you oh. know that Saturday Night Live used to have a bucket? For people to vomit in before they went on, and now that was the most frightening experience of my life. Oh, what well, was the, going on Saturday Night Live? Tell
0: yeah. me a little bit about that because I was trying to find clips of, of that to watch, and it was Saturday Night, oh, Night Live patrols YouTube like 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 nobody's business. So it's hard oh, to find. I clips. have
2: it. Yeah, I have it. It's really it's really fun. It's great. So this was around. It the... out fabulous. You know <laughs> my, um, you know just. I was getting ready to go. I mean, it's, it's a story. There is quite a story, you know, guess it's the Andrew Dice Clay. You know, it was my idea, so I had to go through with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I couldn't run. Recording is also frightening. And before I ever recorded with David and Angelo, which was brand new to me, I, you know, would be really afraid because it's such a tiny Boys, you know.
0: And you're, you're more of a belter, you said.
2: Yeah, but you really have to have a strong voice in order to have a soft voice, like Sinead.
3: Really? You just, okay.
2: You do. You have to have, you know, just cords of steel to have the perfect sound being soft because it takes so much breath. So much control Mm. that you know. I'm a French horn player. I was a classical French horn player, and that was my major. And I went on to apprentice, and then I my dad died, and my first audition was the night of his funeral. Oh wow! And I got in out of 500. I went to a cattle call and decided I was going to be an actress instead.
3: Oh wow! Dad
2: said he never wanted me to see me in the pit.
3: Again, oh. it was
2: cabaret. I think. Oh wow! <laughs> and he said, "You don't belong there. You belong up on the stage." He was right. So he finally believed in me and stopped uh, wanting me to be a dentist like him. <laughs> and although I do wish I had, you know, his vision. Boy, he wanted uh, me to be a cosmetic dentist, and wow, that oh, wow. brought in a lot of money. Yeah, no you just kidding. need to know how to design. You don't have to do it yourself because the lab people do it. So
3: that's true.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. and I just said that I'm not like you. You're, you're, you know, you're you are an artist. His brain was a different side than mine, I guess. But you know, I mean, he was a great dancer too. Oh, no wow. one in my family sang, and I I sang. You know, I've been singing since I was uh, three. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Did you take lessons as a kid?
2: Not at all, no. I took French horn lessons right away on a university level when I was around 10 because I was a wunderkind. I used to play trumpet because we had one hanging around, you know, from the older brothers and sisters. You know what's funny? It an accident. My, but... da- my
0: daughter, my oldest daughter plays the trumpet and my youngest daughter plays the French horn.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So you're used to. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: and my son plays the tuba. So. What does he play? The tuba.
2: Oh, wow. So they're all brass players. Yes,
0: all three of my kids are in brass, wow. they're in band. And when my youngest goes into high school next year, all three will be in the marching band. So it's, it's crazy. Oh, I
2: hated marching band, and so will your French <laughs> horn player. <laughs> really, it's beneath her, you know? Oh, that, it is.
0: It's such a beautiful... I, I love the French horn.
2: It can be with trumpets, you know? Yeah. And But they, at that time you know, really crackerjack female trumpet players were encouraged to play French horn because it is a woodwind instrument. And it is, is—you, um, I mean, it's the most difficult instrument with the oboe, but it is the solo instrument of the orchestra, you know. So you, that's when you're really scared. Yes. When you have to do one of those tiny high Solos, you know those Brahms. Yes. Doo, 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 <laughs> you know, way off. You know that makes people cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really because uh, I was a very high, beautiful pitch. I used to sing through my French horn. Oh wow! And at that age, I had a, a you know because I had such an imagination going that I really was creative and and used to do my own concertos and you know they weren't written out you have to you know they're <laughs> that wasn't meant to be no. <laughs> they were supposed to be um improvised
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors Before you skip over this ad give me one minute like most podcasts i pick sponsors carefully and i use the products that advertise here pure spectrum cbd is a product that has been really beneficial for me they have a wide variety of great products that can be used on a daily or as needed basis i've been using the tincture every day and it's been wonderful for easing anxiety and i absolutely love the isolate i use it instead of acetaminophen or ibuprofen and it's worked so well for the relief of aches and pains. They also have soaks, lotions, salves, gummies, and more, plus an entire line for fitness recovery. They even have products for your pets. See everything they offer at PureSpectrumCBD.com. And if you have questions, they're there to help. They helped me when I had no idea where to start. After you fill your cart, use code PERFORMANCEANX for 15% off your purchase. Pure Spectrum CBD Pure Spectrum CBD, Pure Spectrum CBD.
2: It's just one of those kind of things. It's really hard. I mean, you just go through one phrase at a time, you know, real slow, and then keep going and keep going and going. I used to rehearse at 3 a.m.
0: Oh, my gosh. I I think I'd kill my kids if they did that.
2: Oh, well, they just figured at least she's home and at least she's playing horn.
3: Well, that's true.
2: <laughs> I mean, at yeah. like, uh, the Led Zeppelin concert or something, yeah. I'd be doing scales. Wow, I, really, I would. I'd do wow. scales on my fingers. But, you know, it'd be a, a bit altered, I would say. But not too much if I was, you know, going to school or going contests, something like that.
0: At what point did you start? acting and, and seeing going from the French horn, uh, I looked up...
2: Immediately. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that audition uh, changed everything. And that has a lot to do with our conversation.
0: Now, was that when you took on the role of Ginger in Oz?
2: No, no. And that was, was my fo- third year there. Okay. Um, no, no. This was... Uh, I was Dorcas as Cinderella, and then I was in the original um, Bartholomew Coven's... Um, uh, the, Ten thousand hats, or whatever it is okay. Seuss, and I met Dr. Seuss. He came. Oh, we had wow. such so much money. I mean this theater is whoa, yeah, and now it's no longer, so we won't talk about that, but there yeah. is a school there is a school, and my um my director, artistic director, he surrounded himself with real true genius actors and you know they um dancers Jesus. So much talent around me that it was, um, and a lot of drug abuse and alcoholism oh, <laughs> going man. on. And I felt like, ah, I'm home. <laughs> 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 but boy, you know, you, I was so scared. Even uh, now acting, I'm not scared because I'm another person. Once I'm on stage, I am home. I feel really comfortable. You know, I but before I go on stage, it's a bit magical and I don't want anyone, anyone shoving a camera in my face, which I did. um I gave God when I saw David and I uh, shot the uh, finale for uh, Twin Peaks, uh, I hadn't seen David in a long time. So this is the recent and,
0: finale. What? This is for the, the recent redo, of, uh, reboot of it.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the the whatever, the number three yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just gave, you know, there were cameras shoved in my face right when I came into the studio or the sound studio. And I... I really gave him, shot him a dirty look, you know, and I guess it ruined the, I think it's great footage. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it just shows that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pro. I am a pro. Exactly. And I better do a good job. It's, um, you know, I was scared and um, I was kind of shaking a bit, but once he gave me direction and it was nice, you know, it was fun to be given direction by a great director. And I've worked with so many great, great people. It's just, you know, I, I kind of lucked out, didn't I? I really did.
0: Yeah, well, you've got quite a career behind, behind you and, and possibly even ahead of, ahead of you after hearing the, uh, the last album you did. Now, I want to get to that in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your acting. This starting off, you played um, Janice Joplin.
2: Yes, and And I—I mean, I'd do anything to get on Broadway. Uh, Really, I would, and uh, I'd do anything. At that time, you know, I didn't understand how to sing. Really, I didn't. I was a a great singer, but I really had never had lessons—proper lessons—and I was used to sitting down as a French horn player. You know. Okay, that makes sense. And so I, I had to relearn how to talk. Um, I had to be quiet for two months and write notes to people. You'd be surprised what they do. They they grab you and scream at you, you know.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> like
2: you're deaf. They actually, you know, I, I mean, like the butcher or whatever. You give them the <laughs> note. And, um, you know, they just, they act like you're retarded or something or an <laughs> alien that just walked in. God. But, yes, I did play Janice and. I also played Lulu, um, and I was better okay. at Lulu than Janice, but damn, I gave it my best. Oh, <laughs> I really did. I would love to have <laughs> seen it. I started that. bleeding. Oh, wow. My vocal cords did, yeah. Oh, my, really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I have my magic Dr. Kessler. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So is this he when said, he's... "You want
2: a good review in the New York Times, and you're going to listen to me." Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's right. And I always get good reviews in the New York Times. I knocked on wood, but you know, all the auditioning, auditions are the most frightening thing you'll ever go through in your life.
0: the uh, The time of, of doing Lulu and Janis Joplin is that when you met Angelo Batali?
2: No, I met Angelo prior to that, actually, I, okay. I and I did a show that was, you know, you work on a show that at the very beginning, and this was through uh, being General Ginger and when HBO came in, which HBO, you know, it was kind of like watching Mary Martin, you don't really, uh, you know, doing Peter Pan, mm-hmm. you don't. And then I'm not criticizing the director John Driver because, you know, he he has done a lot. And I used to have a crush on him on The Guiding Light. He was a young <laughs> heartthrob. And, oh my God! And he never changed. He was this handsome, beautiful guy. And here he, oh, my crush, walked in. Oh
3: wow! <laughs> oh my God!
2: But gosh. um, he did uh, like my work, and he knew I was moving to New York, so. He introduced me to Andy Bedali. Andy Bedali used to write music in Nashville, because you can't have Angelo Badalamenti at that time.
3: (laughs) Okay, that
0: makes I I can see that.
2: Yeah, and he was a tunesmith, and um, boy, he got you know he you don't fuck Angelo over, he'll he'll uh, nail you. Oh man, he taught me the business. He's really. I'm really a shark, and he's really good at it. So, People call me a bitch, and they call him wonderful. So, <laughs> But you know, that's the way it is.
0: Unfortunately. Well, it is. I mean, unfortunately, it, it is. But at what point did you go from, from being in school to uh, working? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is you were in school, and then there's a gap between that and working with David Lynch. What was going on in those years?
2: Oh, I I wasn't in school when I worked with David Lynch. Right, right. I didn't meet David until after, you know, Blue Velvet was out.
3: Okay.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So He came in and um, the first thing he pretty much said to me was, don't let people know everything about you or they'll use it against you and they won't like you anymore. And he was so right. Oh, yeah. He was so right. What a, I mean, what a uh, vision he had that this was going to be a hit. How would he know? Yeah. I thought it was really weird stuff.
0: I did, too. And I, I love Blue Velvet. It's funny. It's one of the first movies I remember. And it may be a weird movie I love movie
2: Blue now. Velvet, too.
0: I watched it with my dad, and it was one of the first movies both of us actually enjoyed. That's
2: kind of embarrassing. It is.
0: It's kind of weird. <laughs> But yeah. I, that's what this show's about. <laughs> but it's it's one of the first movies my dad and I, I don't, and I don't know if my dad knew what it was about when we watched it, but.
2: Well, I don't think you're supposed to really, but if you take it on a light level, like I, you know, always laugh at David's work.
3: Oh,
0: okay. I
2: laugh at, at art too. I love his art the, the most.
0: So you were working. I, on I that, really
2: do. You were working on the soundtrack. I don't want to talk about David Lynch all that much.
0: No, no, no. And I, I, I just want to. We're just going to touch on it a little bit. Obviously, we have to talk a little bit about it. So you were, you actually did the song uh, "Mysteries of Love" for Blue Velvet, but you da- didn't. I work?
2: Did, didn't meet David then. It was right. Angelo and I. written on a napkin. Really? Just some lyri- the lyrics and it was given to Angelo and I honestly thought that I was doing um, Isabella. Um, a, I thought that, you know, Angelo talks very fast and kind of, you know, he's, he's a wheeler and dealer. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I didn't get paid for it, but I, for Blue Velvet oh, and wow. I wanted to get into the unions, you know, it was important to me to get my Screen Actors Guild card. And that's all I needed was that and a thousand bucks from my mother and <laughs> Thanks <laughs> <laughs> Mom <laughs> and um <laughs> she um kind of she used to run my dad's clinic, so which was huge and uh, she was really a tiger when it came to money oh, okay. and uh, she didn't like the fact that you know I had done something for free like that and as I was sort of you know um, it doesn't really matter what mom thinks I knew I was on the right track it's just you yeah. know what I turn so many things down and I you know people say don't do that but I uh, I think that you know when it's right.
3: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I was just offered fifteen grand to sing at a wedding for industry people, oh, and wow. because they're industry people, I'd never call them back.
3: Really? Oh, wow! Yeah, just
2: recently, and you know they they knew uh, mayor, they knew you know David's current wife, who uh, who I met and stuff, and they, she was. I don't know, I just didn't like the whole thing. I don't do anything to get something, you know? I I want to do something of substance, you know, like a double concert with King Dude would be interesting. Oh, there you go. (laughs) You know, uh, know, and they came up with it, but it wasn't a big enough house, and uh, I figured, um, I don't know. It just didn't feel right.
0: Well, if it it doesn't feel go out
2: this year at all, I'm not going to use David and his work. Oh, my dog's mad at me (laughs) smoking in in her room. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So after that out,
0: after the Blue Velvet soundtrack came out and you had Mysteries of Love was on that, you actually recorded your first album.
2: Well, yeah, they asked me to. I, I, and I answered the phone, and it was Warner Brothers Records, and they said, do you want a deal? And I said, can I think about it? Because I never wanted that. Okay. I never wanted a recording deal. Oh. I, you know, well, I thought that, right. that was for Madonna and stuff like that. And I I knew that it'd be really difficult to get that music, but once it hit TV, then it, it went yeah. global, and it was... Like a whirlwind, I was on the road just talking, just talking and talking and talking and talking for three years. Oh, gosh. I never saw Twin Peaks. I saw uh, the only episodes I saw were the ones he directed,
3: which were the best. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're the only ones that, (laughs) that really do it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And the rest are just, you know, uh, well, the second season, unfortunately, the network got involved and decided that they would tell, you know, David and Kyle what to do. And they were just outraged. And that's why, you know, David can do what he does and walk out until he gets the money he wants. And the leeway he doesn't want anyone telling him what to do
0: yeah well i can imagine i mean he,
2: he but you he's know- had to all his life except for this current you know it's cinemax But it's showtime i'm sorry yeah
0: did you have any input in the writing of the music or the lyrics for that first solo album
2: not the fr- not the first one at all And the second one, I just did some demos with a friend of mine that really, that's all I did. And Kevin called me up, my A&R guy, Kevin Laffey, called me up. I was in Japan at the time and he said, they are fantastic. They are so great. And they wanted to put them on the demo album because only one song got on the second one. It all had to do with publishing, you know, yeah. and uh, that's when, I don't know, Lenny Wanaker wanted it bad, and um, I never published those songs, only one, and that was on the second album, okay. and then Depeche Mode did a cover of that, which is great. and. You know, I became a writer, and I wanted to do something difficult, and that is work with German bands. <laughs> 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 well, they are experimental. That's true. And um, to the syntax is off, right? Yes. And I, I would, you know, rewrite the whole song, and, and we'd start on something else, and then start on something else, start on something else. And i become the front person for the band and tour with them and everything. got them to laugh you know (laughs) they don't laugh no
0: they're very very serious
2: oh man boy when Margus schmeckler is funny though from plurum he is funny (laughs) viciously funny and uh we had a great time one night at a film festival
0: oh gosh
2: (laughs) yeah it was it was awarding david i had to get up and you know I wasn't prepared or anything I I think it turned out great, but usually improvs do when you're at the last minute and you're sitting at a table and everyone's talking and having fun and, you know, there's tons of people and you're laughing at the cheap dresses and stuff like that (laughs) and and, um, just the whole bizarreness of it and then I learned I had to go. I was the third choice. Okay. Thank you very much. That was there, actually there to accept the award, but <laughs> it turned out fine.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Before we move on, there was one question I forgot to ask about the the, uh, Blue Velvet soundtrack. How did you end up singing on that? Because I I believe I I had read. Well, Angelo
2: um, asked me if called me up, and and after about three years, and I had done some things for him, and uh, he he heard that I had different voices and that I was really good and adept at being. I mean, really, I am a mimic, but for this. There was no mimic. I didn't know fucking, no one brought up Liz Frazier, (laughs) but there were like, duh, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Angelo just had written it you know how David wanted it cuz he he liked the song and I'd never heard song with the siren. I don't know, I guess you're working so much in theater that you miss music sometimes and okay. I guess maybe I was listening to Prince instead of <laughs> miss number 1 ethereal according to one of the newspapers in London which I tend to differ <laughs> I am the godmother of chill. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that,
0: yes. I have to agree mm. with you on that.
2: Yep. That voice is a weak, um, high voice that I bring down, and I'm not used to that. And, you know, the songs are not – the the voice sounds very high, and it's not that high. I'm not singing that high. And, and my my speaking voice is low a lot of singers speaking voices are low or raspy but i all of a sudden this high voice pops out sounds very high like uh, you know i uh i don't know why but it uh then angelo came up with stacking the sound and that means just putting the not like Sinead, where she has chorusing and two voices that are right there it's graduation you know of voice and I wrote it all out you know with a kind of a continental type accent intercontinental yeah. I don't know <laughs> I, and, uh, I wrote it out and spoke it and then I then I went in and, and told you know, Angelo after the fifth girl that didn't work out Cause I sent him all kinds of singers I knew okay. and it didn't work. And I said, let me try. And I got up to the microphone right in front of his piano, just a real cruddy mic, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he said it was love at first sound. Oh, so wow. I guess, and you hear that demo and I have it, it's just a, a tape and I I use a lot more vibrato because I think that's what it needs, right? But, you know, my final one was a lot more relaxed, and it was a lot of fun to be in the Brill Building. And Angelo and I went in one night, and I read off the music. He always had music. so He always wrote out all of the music, which really helps a singer when they're recording. Oh, yeah. I hate it now because most engineers, you know, they don't write anything out. And they don't, you know, they're not composers. They're not, they're just engineers. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I tend not to want to work with them. Uh, and I, there's a few people I love very much, you know, to work with and record with. And others, I have no idea yeah. what they're, you know, how it turned out. They just were kind of snotty, but maybe it was the price I sent them. I don't know. <laughs>
0: So, were you nervous going in after you sent five, five or so singers out, and then they didn't like them, and then you, you threw out, "I'll do it." Were you nervous going in and, and doing it on yes, your own? Yes, I
2: thought, "Why did I, why did I freaking say that?" And <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, but you you say whatever know, you want. Was, here. Why did I do that? And I kept, you know, trying to to change the time and change the day and all that. No, Angelo. Angelo said, "No, no, you you got to come in. You got to come in. This is our this is our date, and I'll take you out to dinner." Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that was very nice of him.
2: Oh no, he is the sweetest man. Just just that I you know that night that we had finally you know recorded and uh, gotten the entire album done and gone into Sound Factory, which is a big. Uh, he, it was a, a huge, beautiful studio, and we stayed all night. And for some reason, he got angry about the bill. Whoa! I heard him yell. <laughs> I, oh boy! Oh my god! And he just said, "You know, you got. Oh, he had just always taught me, you have to get a good lawyer. You get a good lawyer. Get a good lawyer." yeah i mean again, that that's the sense. name of the game isn't it in the music business yeah
0: you gotta protect it yourself is.
2: it's not fun i'll tell you it's not you have to tell them what to do and push them and be a real bitch and they're uh, you know working at an enormous amount of money and there's only a couple a hand, like a handful in the world of lawyers that aren't dirty where they they kind of They want to win because they like the game of law.
3: Exactly. And it
0: is. It's a game to them.
2: And the rest of them, it's a game, a golf game, who went to Berkeley, all of that. And it all happens in L.A.
0: So you did Blue Velvet, and then a couple of years later, do your solo album. And then around that time that, a little after that first solo album, work starts on Twin Peaks. Are you brought in because (laughs) to do the music (laughs) for that?
2: I, I, no, God, I walked out <laughs> after the premiere and the next day and everyone on the street said, Hey, Julie, hey, Julie Cruz, <laughs> it was spooky and weird and I didn't like it and you wouldn't like it and nobody would like it. not fun and it's fleeting and it is also addictive and it's but it is fleeting and it it is painful it's uh, people say really awful things about you you start reading about you know the comments and things and i i called david up and i went (laughs) (laughs) that was my big point of how am i gonna do this oh my God, I'm not beautiful. How am I going to do this? Um, With interviews and stuff. And my husband's a journalist and a serious one. And, um, you know, he really helped me in a way, not by telling me what to say or what to do, but maybe loosening me up a bit. And I learned how to take over an interview that, that the interview guy wasn't very good
3: right.
2: <laughs> and, you know he, they send some associate editor out and he's just he sucks at interviewing yeah and you know you he's not used to being on air or anything like that so it's it's uh, you have to kind of change it around now okay. in england they have great journalists and they're very funny very funny. Now,
0: is this around the same time where you were telling me that you did an interview and they had you seated next to Muammar Gaddafi? <laughs> <In Sweden.
2: laughs> it was in Sweden. It was outrageous. It was a a talk show, and I barely remember it. I mean, (laughs) uh, I I do, but Muammar Gaddafi was, um, and it was right after they showed him in drag, because they said that he used to hang out in drag (laughs) in his palace. And oh. no, that the rumor, and I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that it's true. And they had Muammar Gaddafi, you know, dragged in the post.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and then I couldn't believe it. Ed said, Muammar Gaddafi is right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> died. I died. Oh, oh but, you know, I still, it was uh, an interesting lineup. Like I said it, it to you before, it's yes. just outrageous. Yeah, And I'd have to go on and sing and also sing to track. I never, you know, could have my band with me. It was way too expensive. If I put a band together today, it would be friends that are really dig and really used to play with Bowie and used to play with the B-52s and oh, nice. oh boy when we get to that but um, it was you know just amazing it is amazing that the musicians that you can ask favors for you know and they won't charge you a thousand bucks you know to play. They won't. And um, that's really great. And they're all out in L.A. That's, or, or they live. I can see Kate's place across. Oh, really? I think from, from the B-52s. Poconos. Oh, wow. She, she's in, the, in Woodstock, which is the Poconos.
0: After Twin Peaks came out, you, you came out with your second album, The Voice of Love.
2: and we just so happened to be in in la oh, okay and we were playing at the universal theater and everyone was real nervous that night because you play la Berlin New York you know those are real big cities yeah. and I think <laughs> I think the Pop brownies Is <laughs> kicking in Oh my well, god
0: Well tell me Tell me how you got Hooked up with the B-52s
2: They asked me Oh well, that's Another simple. thing I pick up the phone And I get asked Yep Geez One of uh, Fred Schneider um, And actually Pat Irwin The um, Keyboardist And the saxophone Player And the guitar player He did a lot With the B's and, and for years And years And years and he's not with them now, of course. And but uh, it's Kate, and it was just amazing. Uh, I had to go up to there's another audition. I had to get in a limo with Fred and drive up to Woodstock and meet Kate, who never smiled at all.
3: Really?
2: And, no, she always looks so happy. Like me so much. She always looks
0: so happy in all the videos and all the clips you see. She always looks so happy.
2: Oh, when she sings, she's pretty serious. I don't think you see ever see her smile. Man. They're all real serious about their work. They are. That's why they're good.:
0: Yeah, they seem like so much fun.
2: They are the fun way we traveled was unbelievably luxurious. I mean, ridiculously luxurious. Oh, where wow. there were only three of there was Kate and um uh, oh God. Another, my my brain. <laughs> oh, why did I wake up from a nap?
3: Oh, sorry.
0: I know. Um,
2: God, and I love him so much. Um, the um, guitar player, the main guy, he used to be the drummer. Oh, what's his name? Keith. Keith Strickland. Oh, okay. He's okay. so brilliant. I mean, he wrote most of the music for the B-52s and owns a lot more publishing, I believe, than the others as well he should but they're all pretty much a group and they put in a lot and Kate is like steel she's really you know i mean serious and it was like walking into a dysfunctional family yeah. it was oh. um i had to kind of split off and take sides and i took Kate's side you know she had a hard time on the road. It was difficult. Um, it is difficult for a woman and Kate is a lot older than me. Yeah. And, um, it is really difficult to travel and to, you know, have her, you know, look perfect all the time.
0: Yeah. And that's a big thing with the band and the appearance.
2: Yeah, well, we we're in the south, you know, and we walk into one of the diners and of course they all drop their fork. <laughs> they do and stare at us. And Alabama, no, it was Mississippi. We we're in Mississippi and I couldn't wait to fucking get out get out of <laughs> Mississippi, god.
0: I said the I same thing last it, time I went it. to Mississippi.
2: Absolutely get the hell out and just I just hated it. And because we had Planned Parenthood and all these stands, you know, because we played gigantic arenas and outdoor things. And, uh, th- I mean, there were so many people. Uh, it would, and it did scare me when my 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 little solo was coming up, you know, hamburger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it would frighten me. I'd be scared to death, but oh. I'd still have to belt it out while I was dancing. They wanted me to dance, so I had to fly dance, which oh. I'm not a very good dancer. <laughs> 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 I felt like I was in a cartoon. I did. Oh. It was like being in musical theater, which is the cartoon. And I hate watching musical theater, but I think I'd love to see the bees in action. I would. I have seen them before, but you see them on the side, yeah. you know, where they put you, you know, the, the friends and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You really don't get to see them in front, you know, and hear the sound like it really is and everything. Because you're a guest, and uh, you sit in a separate section,
0: and everything's facing the audience, so you're not getting the actual mix the 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 house
2: sound right, you're not. And you know, I could I knew they were they had a good show, and they always had a good show, and we always had great sound and that's another thing is you know my sound guy. He better be good, and you know you hear all these shit sound guys on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I it was taken from like a little camcorder, and they put it up on fucking YouTube. Yeah, ah, uh, it makes me so angry. I'm, you know, I'll find a way to take it down, put in some others, some some things from New York, but I just <laughs> haven't done it because I don't care anymore. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nah. You mentioned did something. Did I just say that? Yes, you did. did.
2: I just say I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> now you I don't care anymore. <laughs>
0: you mentioned early on uh, that when you were on stage, when you were acting, you didn't get any, you didn't really get performance anxiety or stage fright. Was it different going on stage to sing? For you, was it a It's much different...
2: different to go on stage and sing. It's terrifying. Really? God okay. damn, Sky Ferreira just hates it. She hates it. Oh, and she's <laughs> she's, she's just a darling girl. I love her so much.
3: Oh, awesome.
2: And I don't know any of the other singers, but I do know her. And I don't know her work at all. But uh, she is such a... She is really, and ent- uh, I mean, opposite of what you think. She's okay, so really? soft really? and sweet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, and we've had many discussions, you know, from when I'm angry or when I'm bitchy or, you know, something. And, boy, she is really, you know, the concerned kind of cool friend. She is.
3: Oh, that's
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, I like her a lot. But yes, singing is everyone hates singing. I don't know <laughs> this. God, I mean I there are people that can just get up at a piano bar and sing. And believe me, I worked, at, you know, as a waitress and um, at a high-end place. But I also worked at like a piano bar, like a cabaret place. Yeah, okay. And I'd see what people were doing, and I'd say that is such shit it's such shit material why can't we take rock music you know and change it but I was with the first girl group that kind of started you know all these reviews like Jersey Boys which I worked with the writer on the last play I did with George C. Wolfe and that was at the public and I always have wanted to work at the public theater this was a David Geffen production and it was headed to Broadway and it got a bad review but I didn't. Oh, man. Uh, It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. There were too many. um, It was the Keith Strickland, or Keith, uh, sorry, (laughs) the Keith um, uh, Herring story. Okay. And I played about seven roles, but uh, Andy Warhol I played and they immediately knew I was going to be Andy Warhol when they looked at me. I guess I was Really thin. I mean, we weigh 82 pounds. Oh, my uh, God. Well, it was really, I had just finished uh, my own album that was meant to really catapult me into this play.
0: Was that the art of being a girl? um,
2: Although it didn't, um, I'm still really proud of the album. And what they did, unfortunately, on iTunes and stuff, they left out... um, it's a piece. And they left out all the, the improv monologues in between. Oh, so
0: this is, this is your album, The they're Art of Being a Girl? They're very
2: fucking funny. I'm sorry. Um, they're very funny. And uh, I'm really sorry that they're not there. It, it loses why, you know, loses yeah. the whole story.
0: I was listening to it, The Art of Being a Girl just the other day, and it's on YouTube, and it still has... The, uh, the little segues in between the songs.
2: On YouTube, they must have, someone must have put it on. How sweet.
3: Yeah. It's, they're,
0: I'm really bad
2: at levels. any kind of self-promotion or, you know, doing that <laughs> kind of stuff. But I'll hire someone who will.
0: <laughs> well, I, that's one of, the, one of the things that I loved about that album is the little pieces in between the songs.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> and they're, they're brilliant. I mean, it, it just, it cracked me up
2: well it's all uh improv at the mic really uh, oh yeah yeah and a lot of the songs are were written right before i sang
0: the one i particularly like is the one where you, you make the phone call and you're talking to the yep. guys oh your wife's there oh you're putting your daughter to yep. sleep oh yeah okay.
2: i, I i'm not bothered am i bothering you your wife's there? Oh, I'm so um so st- stupid. stupid. Oh, you're putting your little girl to bed? Oh that's so nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I'll I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Bye. <music> a great song that follows it and everybody likes nobody knows everybody knows yes They want to do remixes of it and things like that. And they were going to charge me, one guy from Israel, $46,000. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, might have been head of Sony in Israel, but you know, man, I've never, you know, this other production that you did done. Uh, this one girl, she did it all. I found out she did it all. Oh, my gosh. So I know, huh? Well, I'll yeah. tell
0: you, I, I love the song you're staring at me. It says a fantastic tone for
3: the album.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And That's... thanks to Henry Mancini. God, I had to write the Mancini Foundation. <laughs> uh, Mark Mancini is just the best and gave me the sample for a very nominal low fee.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Well, I thought it was pretty great, yeah. I was just minding my own business, walking across the floor, looking at everyone in their phony clothes, the girl with the fake tits and the tight jeans with the gut hanging out, the guy who was putting the hustle on the Mexican kid and that DJ who really thought he was the shit. You know, that's so classic and that's his father's and, you know, not any, just anybody can sample it. And I lucked out by knowing David and Angelo, I'm sure.
0: Well, what I like about it is what you were telling me earlier is that you're, you're more of a belter. And the first two albums, you didn't really get a chance to do that. And in this album, I definitely hear how strong your
2: voice is. Oh, no, you don't. I mean, uh, in the B-52s, if you ever hear recordings, and I'm singing Cindy, I am... Cindy is the highest. Okay. And it's really high belt. And that's why she always loses her voice on the road. I studied with a really great teacher. I got a chance to get in, and, and Katie Agresta, and you have to stick your tongue out with a paper towel and put your chin down, and there's a whole... I mean, before sound check, you know, and you have to wait, you have to wait in between. I always have, I have lots of paraphernalia with me on stage, like, you know, things to go in my mouth. I have a, it's not to be Frank Booth, but yeah, I do have a, you know, one of those things (laughs) that gets my voice. Because if it's dry in the room, I have to keep it going. Oh, ah, OK. Wow. So it's wet. Yeah. The Mariah Carey bought one. So I had to buy one, too. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, stage fright. Oh, my God. Yeah, that- I mean, oh, horn contests. I mean, it never goes away. It never goes away, I don't think.
0: I'm not afraid
2: now to take a job. I mean, I'll say, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll do that. But it it has to be feasible, and and it can't be just one-off. If I hit London, I have to hit Paris. I have to hit Berlin.
0: you got to make it worth your while.
2: Well, it's not – I did. I did in a week. Um, I got a – and I would have come home with uh, a very large sum of money and they said yes and that was all around the world and I would have had to rehearse bands of friends that I know from different territories like if I go to Japan and I, or if I go to Australia and then Japan Hong Kong would be groovy Israel would be very lucrative and very cool yeah. and oh my gosh. I mean that's where it's happening now is Israel. Well, they're blending African, and we like, we liked, you know, it was so popular. Uh, we like that kind of beat, yeah, that drum and bass, and it, we like the Afri- more African sound because it's more laid back and it's more cool.
0: Well, speaking of that, that brings me to your latest album that came out a few years ago, My Secret Life. I love that album.
2: That, that is my favorite of all four why I, because there's I such got a enormously great reviews i have to say it, was, it really did
0: gosh I, I guess it's hard for me to put into words really your voice does so many different things on the album there's that, I, yes
2: it got a, a little scattered at the end because of, the pro tools was going to change and all that shit. Um, and I didn't like to be rushed because it was going at such a nice clip. It had to be thought out and there had to be, I had to bring in a couple of other artists and, and, uh, make it cohesive because J.J. McKeon is really an amazing musician. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and he co-produced the album with me, of course, and was great. I mean, he's a great guitarist, a uh, really great guitarist.
0: And you, you got, unlike the other two albums, the first two albums, you had a huge hand in writing the music and the lyrics for My, my Secret Life and The Art of Being a Girl. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's another reason I like it is that, it sounds more personal, I guess. The other two sound like David Lynch had a really big hand in it.
2: Oh, obviously. of course. Well, he wrote the lyrics and the melody. No, he wrote the lyrics. And lyrics are, you know, 50%. Now, I, I write lyrics and melody, and I only charge 50%. And Warner Chapel always gets mad at me, but <laughs> I think it's only fair. I mean there's there's five guys that need to make the track. I don't know how fair that is. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's like how many of I you mean, does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> but then again, you know, I was afraid to sing in front of them. You know, I found a a studio with a Neve board and oh, it had wow. such a groovy sound. It was so beautiful and we use that and uh, I don't have a very good relationship with hybrid but in my secret life I've known Dimitri forever and I think he overly produced it unfortunately yeah and made Uh, All kinds of harmonies that weren't there, weren't Uh, supposed to be there, uh, without my permission. So I just let him put it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, if it if it helps, I love. Yeah, some of those were my first songs. Well, I love songs I wrote, like "I'm Your Girl." Song and it's a, yes, you know it everything is. I write is true.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I love mine. I love orbiting planet fear. That's just thank you. They're just they're fantastic. And it, it,
2: that is so nice of you to say. Oh,
0: they're, really? I've seriously uh, went and was I've been listening to him for the past couple of days, and, and I've just been repeating specifically mine yeah. and orbiting planet fear over and over again because they're just. I don't know, they connect with me for some reason. And, and I'm not a big electronica person. I don't listen to a whole lot of electronica music and all, but those, something, they're just the beat and your voice and just something just resonates with me. And- those on repeat and listen to them on a loop forever
2: oh wow thank you oh. that's so nice well it's it's, completely it's really true. nice and we did that over the computer he was in berlin wow. he would moved to berlin i was uh you know all my friends moved to berlin and because uh, I used to go down to his loft and, you know, there was Dimitri from Delight. Yeah. Which when I first heard Delight, I pulled over because I... the song was so good. <laughs> I couldn't believe Gru's in the heart and her. I remember that. She, I mean, no one can imitate Kier. No. You know, That's and there's always... a lot of imitators and better than me. But they baby scoop and they're not as straight tone as I am, and I do have, I, I am, I don't, I do tend to be, and I hate to say this, but an actress, um, well, when I'm doing any of those songs, and I am, and my performance style is quite different than, you know, a lot of others, but whether it's the- electronica or not, I take it over. There's no one else doing anything on the stage. So I have to work it. You know, I'm I'm not um, a rock singer. I don't know. I mean, I'm not cool. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I think you're pretty cool. I mean, I want to be cool. (laughs) And I guess by now I'm cool. But um, I'm not cool. I'm really a geek. And I stay in bed a lot. And I'm a real recluse. I've been up in the mountains by myself with the no TV. My husband, I mean, I don't listen to the TV. I don't watch TV. I just have music on and have my dog. I just can't believe watching nature and her Yeah. interact.
0: Well, n- nature up in the, in the Northeast is absolutely beautiful.
2: It is. Uh, it's not, uh, like Tahoe, but it is. It's not Lake Tahoe, but it is where I'm at, uh, like a 250 to 300-year-old resort with mansions like you wouldn't believe from the Industrial Re- Revolution. They came up here during the summers and now, of course, they're skiing. So we have skiers, and they're starting to leave because it's the mud season. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't mind. I mean, I like the townies a lot. We've been up here for 20 years. Oh,
0: gosh. Well, one of the things that you, you did a few years ago was um, one of my favorite show, TV shows of all time is Psych. And they did a oh. Twin Peaks-inspired <laughs> episode called Dual Spires. and you, you
2: know, those guys are both, they had a band. Oh. <laughs> Yes. And he directed me in the booth. I've never had anyone, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two. He directed me in, he was in the booth with me. I thought that now that was weird and that was scary. Oh, my God. Really scary. And the music supervisor, my friend, you know, and, and all these people were, you know, in there. Uh, and around me, it was really awful no. <laughs> <to> say. <laughs> the guys were nice, I guess, but I mean, that's too much control. <laughs> Give me some dignity, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know how it's supposed to say If they wanted something that sounds like Twin Peaks, you know how to do it.
2: I think I know how to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you get asked to do that kind of stuff very often, Uh, motifs? No,
2: because I've been told, which is odd because I work a lot, um, but I've been told before that it's to David Lynch. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. it's julie cruz i'm sorry it's my yeah. voice okay he needed he taught me how to sing all right <laughs> julie. listen i've tried to get him to sing one note just one note david yeah. what is it what is it he used to play trumpet you know and we, it's just you and me you can do it come on you can do it Nope, he no. can't do it. Nope. Wow. No. Yeah, I know.
0: But he'll write I some beautiful him, lyrics. You know, my
2: Katie Agresta and everything, because I thought that he was singing on an album, but it was another album. Uh-huh. I I guess I didn't know anything about Blue Bob, but <laughs> <laughs> I, that tour didn't come yeah. off so well as, as far as he's concerned. Oh, God. <laughs> he didn't like it.
0: Oh, uh, that's a shame. Julie. I've kept you for quite a while, and I really do appreciate you coming on with me and spending so much time telling me so many wonderful stories. And I
2: I hope I told them some cohesively. I don't (laughs) even (laughs) know.
0: They they entertain me, and right now that's all I'm concerned about.
2: Okay, good. Is there? Thanks for asking me, Mark. uh, It is
0: totally my pleasure.
3: in this melancholy this solitary light wishing